0: Welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, a podcast about living the life that you want. And thank you for joining us. Um, I'm here with um, my new friend, Amy Crippen. Hi, Amy. Hi, hi. You got your puppy. (laughs) Yes, my puppy. For those of you listening audio, you can't see her, but my puppy is. If I don't take her with me she's basically gonna cry the whole time so might as well just take her and she's part of the show <laughs> so how are you today it's a beautiful day
1: oh my gosh it's such a beautiful day um it's just like sun shining i took some time to just even though i'm super busy i took a lot of time to go for several ro- walks today just to get like that sunshine and take a little break you know so it's been beautiful
0: Yes, it's our uh, it's the what is it called the um, the Indian summer. Oh yes, it's yeah, Indian summer. Mm-hmm. So it's probably one of our last days of this beautiful sixty degrees, and then um, then it's gonna start being cold, and I may complain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Being cold's not fun. That's for sure. <laughs> So um, I want you guys to know that I met Amy during a webinar. Um, she's the friend of a friend, basically. And uh, we kind of like, we we, we became Insta, Instagram friends. And then we became Insta friends because she was looking at my feed and I was like, oh, ooh, ah, ooh. and she was looking at my feed and she was like, oh, ah, ah. <laughs> so I said, we need to do a podcast together. So here we are.
1: <laughs> yeah so interesting how like that the interweb can bring people together right and you can get the vibe through through the the interweb (laughs) like that's my people
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's very cool I I like it and I like I've always had these um these thoughts that I was weird you know because I I guess the people in my surroundings weren't always about the stuff that I was. I think that the more I think about it, I'm 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 nerdy (laughs) and I'm owning it and loving it.
1: And it's interesting because um being a dork for something is actually everyone is right. Like if you're like really into sports, you like love it and you're a dork for sports. Yeah, you know, we might look at that and go and normalize that at a different level than I don't know, being into astrology you yeah know? yeah but it's like it brings you joy it brings you happiness it brings you life
0: you know you give uh, up then. <laughs> the, um, the podcast is called dream it dare it do it and uh just as a background for you because i don't think i've ever told you but dream it dare it do it was basically my company way back when i started uh being self-employed um, I said, I need a company name. And back then I was listening to Charmed. I don't know if you've ever watched Charmed, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a Charmed freak.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: And in Charmed, there was P3, the restaurant P3. And I was like, okay, well, I'm D, I'm a D. So I'm going to call it D3 for no apparent reason. And then somebody said, well, what does it mean? And I was like, I wasn't going to say, well, it's because I'm watching Charmed and they have P3 and I thought I should do D3. So I said, <laughs> So I said, it's, it actually means dream it, dare it, do it. And I actually fell in love with it. I actually like, yeah, like, I love it. I, I love to dream and I love to dare and I love to do stuff. So I, I, I stayed with it. Right. But it's been, you know, a few years, a few decades since I started that and my relationship to dreaming, daring and doing has changed. Um. And I wanted to ask you if you, well, first of all, you know, I told you I was weird. So first of all, do you think I'm weird for thinking that? And second of all, hopefully you don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and what do you think of dreaming, daring and doing? Oh my gosh. So first off, no, absolutely not weird. I think it's so innate in us to imagine you know and the daring part like that is actually kind of funny because do we need to dare ourselves can we just do it yet there's that i think the daring's like that resistance in us yeah. like a the like we whatever that is it can be a different thing like oh i don't think i can oh i don't have the resources you can't see the possibilities of it coming to life you know um it could just be multiple things. It could be financial, it could be energy, you know, whatever it is. And yet to create is so natural within human beings. We are like creative, you know, and, and doing that, like taps into that flow that just seems to flow right through us, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because you're the second one who brings up daring in that way. Um, and I think it, it must be, like, I, my first language is French, so I still have some connotations that, you know, th- the things that I say in French don't necessarily translate specifically. Mm-hmm. When I think of daring, I, I, how I see it is, um, like, not listening to all the negative noise in your head that tells you you shouldn't Mm -hmm. you know that's really how when when I pronounce it when I say dream well it's like it's like what would you like like what would be what seems to be fun what what seems to make you go oh (laughs) right you know that feeling and the daring is whatever that little voice that tells that's telling you, no, don't do that. You know, that, that voice of reason. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes I'll hear my, my, parents, well. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll, I'll hear my parents talk to me and, and, you know, as I grew older, I really got that. In the beginning, the voice of my parents was the end all and be all. You know, it was like, if my parents would say this, and I would be like, okay, I got to do this. You got to listen to your parents. And I'm from that generation. Um, but as I got older and I, I really worked on myself and my, you know, my inner knowing, like I, I really was like, I got to listen to my inner knowing. I started to see that my parents just had fears they were human beings they weren't gods they were human beings and so now I kind of like go okay so that's the voice of mom yeah is the voice of mom a voice of wisdom or a voice of fear you Mm -hmm. know and then and then that's how the daring came on you know it was kind of like okay well okay so you hear that but go ahead and then yeah. the other thing is just doing it, you know, it's just like, it's a, it's a, ah, fuck it. I'm doing this, you know, just like this podcast, you know, this is not my first podcast. I've had other podcasts before, but I still had a, this voice in my head. You can't do this. Nobody's going to listen to you, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, yeah, I had this whole thing and at one point I just said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And some people will listen and some people won't, you know?
1: Yeah. And that will always be the case. Yeah. Right. So we can get in our head what numbers of people will be the numbers that will like listen or not listen. And yet that's literally just in our imagination. We won't know until we start doing it, you know? Yeah. And, and it, yeah, like that's what I see for myself is like meeting that resistance. I can feel it. You know, I don't know where it comes from all the time, but I can feel like okay, I'm needing something, and and sometimes it has a different quality to it. Sometimes it's actually like, oh, maybe I'm not supposed to go that path, you know, and other times it's like, no, I'm just full of bullshit, and I need to go for it anyways. Like, yeah. sometimes it just varies. It's, I don't know, It's a, it's got a different feel for it. Like, the pull to, like, o- overcome the hurdle of that resistance is stronger than the, the resistance itself sometimes.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let me ask you, um, I know that you have a full-time job Mm -hmm. and that you are a coach Mm -hmm. or that it's like, so what, what do you do was your, for your job?
1: So I'm a clinical research nurse. Um, I've worked in nursing for about seven years and I started uh, research i want to say about 4 years ago and i worked with like adults and pediatrics and oncology so cancer research primarily um, and then uh, i recently took a job where i monitor trials so i kind of like project manage it's kind of like a project management role and so now i don't work with patients this is my first job and it happened right before well i want to say i was doing it for about 4 or 5 months before the pandemic shutdown. Yeah. And on, I had a really hard time at first. Like this, like I felt like I was like a soldier, like not going to war. You know, like I, I I'd been a nurse so long. And this is the first role I've I contemplated whether or not I wanted to like leave patient care. Um, but this role was a very good move for me. I like kind of wanted that space away from patient care for a while. And then I discovered in that process before like I discovered oh wow I want a coach (laughs) like I want a wellness coach and that came from the space of um having more of that like emotional um bandwidth you know that like was currently always with my patients at the at the job and now I could serve more in that preventative care realm the community and that really interests me Um, because there's no better time to take care of yourself than when you're healthy. (laughs) And I completely understand what those barriers can be because I've also am a human and I've had all of those excuses pop into my own damn head along the journey, right? Of like what it means to take care of yourself. And there's so much misinformation out there and there's almost like too much information. Um, so I, I really don't have like a, a method of coaching people as much as I'm very good at like meeting people where they're at mm. and helping them discover what works for them and alongside like I really approach it from like curiosity and joy and happiness and well-being from being from that center place so um I I just use my resourcefulness and I don't know, I somehow I'm like, oh, I think this would be a good resource for you. And it just pops in. (laughs) I don't, I don't know where it comes from. It just seems so natural for me.
0: It's (laughs) inner wisdom, man. Inner wisdom. (laughs) Yeah. You're tuned into it. You know, it's like, it's so cool. (laughs) It is. It is. It's definitely cool. That's that's see, that's what I like doing with when I coach people is to show them how to connect to that. Because yes. and, 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 you know, I think that n- not a lot of people uh, know that they have that, <laughs> you know, because they're caught up in the, the psychology of things or they're caught up in the intellectual uh, things. And, and so I love working with people and showing them, look, there's a difference between your inner knowing and your intellect. And, mm-hmm. and, and then I love showing the difference you know, bringing them to that point where they kind of go, ah.
1: Oh. Yeah, it's like always been there, but n- nobody's, like, nobody really points to that space. I and mean, we're like a very young age. Our, our parents, like you had mentioned, I feel like they come from this like loving space of wanting to help you assimilate to the world. And so that's like a perpetual pattern that just keeps happening for generations and generations. Let's Let's get them ready to like, you know, get into the world. And so you're taught like in school, like things that make you productive for society. (laughs) You're not taught how to be human, you know? And so it's, it's interesting to see how, when I came to that understanding, really realizing, oh wait, that's always been there. Like I could see where it always been there. I just wasn't always like aware of it. And I I truly personally really believe that taking care of your physical and mental and emotional well-being is is very key to being able to tap into that space easier, you know? Yeah. Like turn to home you easier. Cause you you have more of like the adaptation fuel for the day to respond, you know, to things as they arise. Cause we all know life is kind of like I'll hear some new shit, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, you know. But when we have, um, really truly taken care of our, our hydration, our sleep, our, our body movement, you know, really taking care of ourselves, we we are filled up with more of the capacity to show up, um, more in alignment with our inner well being, you know, with it in alignment with our wisdom,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Dog is hearing noise, so if a <laughs> child apologize um so so if you look at your life now Mm -hmm. like did you did you dream it was going to be like this Uh, yeah oh my gosh it's so
1: funny because um in some ways yeah there actually are some things in my life that are kind of what I imagine them to be right um I came from like childhood trauma. Like my household was very like that in my early 20s um, was a lot of struggle. And like, I I was a teen mom. I left um, my home and it was a single teen mom, you know, and I didn't have a degree (laughs) and I worked like three jobs and put myself through school. I dropped out of high school. I got a GED. I went, you know, went back, blah, blah, blah. So, so much of my like earlier years was just survival, you know? And so there wasn't a lot of, but obviously there was a space of dreaming, right? Because I dreamed that if I worked hard and that if I um, was a good person and I, I did the things that like the, and saw the opportunities and took advantage of them, that there would be another level, you know? And so putting myself through school, getting my GD, all those little steps, were part of the process where they, they were really exhausting while I was doing them. Yet there was like a, a sense of purpose for doing it. Right. It wasn't it, like having my son at a young age gave me a sense of purpose, you know, for him and obviously for myself too. I wanted it for myself too. I wanted to be the example. So um yeah, but even just even little tweaky weird things, you know, like I always wanted we were I was telling you a little bit about the character of my house, right? Like it has like stained glass windows and it has like arched doorways. I always wanted to live in an old house. Um I didn't live in an area where old houses were when this was like an idea that I had. And suddenly like I end up moving to Pittsburgh where you have no choice but to buy an old house. That's all that's available on the market, you know? So, you know, just different, different things are, you know, a lot like how I had seen them. And um, even just being a nurse and getting the job where I'm at is something that was a goal of mine that ended up coming true, you know, cause I, I guess the best way I can describe it is almost like if you are dreaming it and your focus is on it, it's almost like wanting to buy a car, like, oh, okay, I want to buy a Subaru. Well, then all of a sudden your awareness just starts seeing all the Subarus on the road, you know? So when you're dreaming something and you have that visualization in your heart, you start seeing all the opportunities along the way because you're like in tune with it. It's like your inner GPS just starts navigating you towards that.
0: Yeah. What's interesting about about that it's like there's yeah I, 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 I love what you just said um, and then it reminded me yeah but you know sometimes we have these dreams like I remember younger I would have dreams for example well you know people who've listened to my podcast before notice but you know like I had a, a, a dream or I'm going to call it a goal because to me it doesn't seem like a dream anymore but it the goal was to get married and have kids you know and um you know by 20 by 19 that i was engaged and by 22 i was like what am i doing get out run <laughs> you know and i'm still single you <laughs> know i'm like it's been a few decades uh <laughs> and yeah. i'm i'm fine with it like i'm it's no longer a goal that's what I'm telling you it's it was more of a goal than a dream but maybe when I was in my 20s or in my teens it was a dream um but it's it it, it, it kind of changed you know like it was like it was kind of like I was about to get it and then I kind of like went no, no 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 no, no, no you know mm-hmm. Yet, I remember when I quit my job, when I was like in my 30s, my early 30s, I I was working, I had a, I was there for 10 years, and I have a good, had a good position. And when I left, you know, the thing that came out of my mouth, whenever I, you know, I'd wonder, what do you want to do? I was like, I just want to do what I want when I want. And you know, it's been 20 years, and I do what I want when I want nice and you know and I and and you know and and it I feel strange saying it because you know it's not you know people who take it literally you do what you want when you want it's more of a it's more of a inside me it's like okay I want this and I go for it it's kind of like you know and um and there was a difference it was there was different it was a different place. It was coming from a different place when when I said it, you know? What would you tell somebody that's like, okay, that has a dream and, um, you know, they've been trying for years, you know, to go towards that dream and it's just not happening and it's never going to happen, you know? What would you say to these people if you had anything to say
1: yeah so I think the first thing in that is that it's never going to happen is a is a roadblock to it happening Mm. um and we never really truly know whether or not it's going to happen or not happen uh we do know that we significantly increase our odds if we keep trying for it you know,
0: um, so that
1: why power, like behind your reason for showing up for it, um, is, is for me the most motivating thing, you know, I'm very clear on that, and we can do the right things for the wrong reasons, right, or, and we can also do the wrong things for the right reasons, you know, so it's like, I can show up and, and maybe like come from this really warm heart space of like what I want to do for my wellness business. And I might um, choose a business coach that doesn't end up working for me or, or something else. Right. Or like I might choose to do this thing and then realize, oh, well that actually is an alignment later. But it's coming from that space, right? That is, that is um, motivating for me. And there's always something to uh, see in it, right? There's always some sort of learning life process that happens uh, through that process. Yet, if I'm just showing up um, for something, for someone else, like that uh, disalignment within myself, right? Like if, that, if the reason and why isn't there, you know, that's like purposeful and aligned with me as a human and my values and those sort of things. Like, I'm not going to feel satisfied for it, even if it seems like the right thing to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that we really never know. I mean, a lot of people, they hold themselves back on building something. If we're talking like an entrepreneurial thing, you know, um, endeavor, they'll hold themselves back thinking like their job is secure, you know? And that the truth is like, no, it's never really actually, sh- it has a, a feeling of secureness to it. But I mean, if we haven't learned anything from COVID, things can change outside of control at any moment. And it doesn't have to be a pandemic. I mean, companies go under, you know, even really big companies, you know. So, so yet yeah, there's a, always, the resourcefulness like the skills that i've gotten along my path even though i'm on a totally different career path than what i started out years ago right and i'm almost seeing that shifting for myself again and that comes with me that doesn't leave because i changed careers you just use those skill sets in like a different view so yeah. and you extend on them differently um so really the the strongest asset we have is ourselves like, that's actually what's making that job work. And what's keeping that job is us. It's not the job. (laughs) Like we can get fired at any moment, but like our skills are going to go with us,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I totally get that. I totally get that. I it's it's funny, because what what comes to mind as I'm asking you the question, and I was like, you know, what comes to mind is this you're you're gonna think I'm gonna go left heel here left field but here I go uh have you ever seen the movie with oh goodness gracious um Italy movie from a girl in Italy she okay I'm gonna just I'm gonna say the maybe you'll know the title she divorced she's an american she divorced she goes to italy uh just for a trip to you know forget the divorce and as she gets out she she stops in this little city and she sees a house for sale and she buys the house under the tuscan sun is oh did you ever see this movie I, i feel like i have yeah yeah so in this movie um the the girl um diane lane i think diane oh
1: yeah yeah i feel it's
0: diane something anywho she um she buys this house and she decides to move to italy and she it's really really hard you know like she winds she buys a villa for crying out loud you know she basically just she had just gotten you know half of the house from the divorce or whatever. And she put everything into this villa that's breaking down and she's starting to build it, you know? And she's, you know, learning the new weather. She's learning a whole new (laughs) country that's totally different from hers, the language, everything. And she's really sad and she's really down on herself. And at one point somebody asks her, you know, what do you want in this house? And she says, well, I want love in this house and I want a wedding in this house and I want family in this house. And she like, you know, and, and she's thinking in that moment that she wants to get married, find a man, get married, get pregnant and have children, lots and lots of children, right? Mm-hmm. And by the end of the movie, she, she adopted the guys that built her, helped her build the house you know, and she made them her family and the neighbor's kid felt and one of the kids because there's a kid in the crew falls in love with the neighbor's daughter, and they get married in the house. And one of her friends comes from the the States because she broke up with her, whatever, and she comes and she has a baby. So, you know, at the end of the movie, the guy says, basically, look around, what do you see here? you know, and she was like, Oh, I have family. Oh, I have children. Oh, I have love, you know, and she was kind of looking at all of that. And it's like, sometimes we, we aim for something. It's like we and we think it's going to look a certain way. You know, we think it's going to have the form that we're imagining it that it's going to have. And what we're looking at, you know, on a daily basis, that tells us that we failed, is because we're looking for that form, and that form is not there. Mm -hmm. You can, if you can just stay in the moment and not look for the form and be with what actually is, Mm -hmm. then, then, you know, your dreams can come true much faster than you even think
1: it's true it it, that i can i can totally see that being possible right and and also that movie that story just made me also think of how we especially when we're going through hard times like we can start creating a story of what will make us feel better right and so then that becomes that's kind of like doing the right things for the wrong reason um we don't need all of that to feel better. We can find peace and happiness alongside our darkest moments at any moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've seen that as a nurse. I've seen people come in on their roughest days. I've seen people get the worst news. I've seen people lose loved ones, you know? And, uh, and I've seen people fight and battle cancer and yet yeah, at the same rate, have a joy and love and peace about them for life you know and so it's like i i already know that to be true through what i've witnessed but i also can say that in my own little experiences they might not be as dramatic of a story you know as such as yeah. like getting cancer living through it yet it's the same inner resilience that's built into us you know that we can go back to like that inner well-being and um and knowing that it, it's from that space that you can create from, right? That opens up so many opportunities to just keep 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 going for it. Right. Like yeah. because you're not doing it to achieve that feeling state. You're doing it because you kind of want to do cool shit in the world. <laughs> you know, like you wow. kind of want to see if it can happen or not.
0: You know, and I it's love fun doing cool shit in the world, man. Yeah.
1: It comes from a like space of fun and joy and how much more, um, how much more like sustainable is that than a scarcity? Like I must do this or if it doesn't look like this then I failed, you know?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I've had the conversation with myself about failing many, many times. Cause I, like I said, I've done many, many things in my life and, you know, uh sometimes you know in one day could be cool and then it could be not so cool and then it could be cool and then not so cool and um i just realized it's probably dark here am i dark a little bit yeah dark oh i'm sorry people hey google turn on the light is it better yeah good um so I've had that conversation with with myself about oh, you're such a failure, you're you, you know, this, that, and the other. And 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 I, I remember, you know, my father is pretty hard on me, like in the sense, like, my father is a doer, he's like me. He's like, just do it like this and do that and do this, and you know, he's a very big doer. And and you know, whenever I was beating myself up, and then he'd add on it, I'd tell him, Hey dad. You don't need to beat me up. You know, like I'm doing a great job on my own. Don't, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like, it's okay. Um, So, but it's just, it's just not useful.
1: (laughs) And and not, right? And then, like, that coming from a space of that neutrality of like whether it's useful or not useful um, kind of, you know, like takes out that personal narrative to, to the thinking or to the result right of whatever it is that you're trying to create like oh it was helpful or it wasn't helpful and yet there's always something to see in that experience you know an experience and and when you just this just came to mind when you um were calling your google to turn on the light (laughs) so my husband's a music composer right so he's like super creative he's very like dreamy and aspirational and like you know, like very creative minded and his friends and him will like create a bunch of music and, you know, everybody's always like, what type of band is he? And I'm like, no, it's like, he's not, it's not a band. He makes really weird music. (laughs) So one of the things that they did was um, his, his friend uh, has or boyfriend does. What is it? I'm sorry. Don't give me one second. He does the um, Alexa, right? Yeah hey, Alexa. And so they did a music with Alexa and Suri talking to each other. Like they gave them cues and then they like did music on the background. And it was like all this whole performance art thing, you know, and, and they're just, they just create whatever it is that they want to create, you know, like people have a definition of music and, um, he's done things with like plants, like, uh, hooking them up to like electromagnetic stuff. And, the plants it's kind of like sonar
0: i so heard like, yeah I heard yeah. they have a they have he like,
1: yeah he's done a bunch of research with that and like makes music with plants and stuff you know and one day he's making music with plants and one of our son's um friends comes over and and he's like what is, what is your stepdad doing <laughs> like, making music with plants his dad's a doctor <laughs> 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 he's like that's really he was so into it though he's like that's really cool so you know, it's like, my husband doesn't really ask permission of whether or not something's good. He does plenty of stuff that he's like, eh, I didn't really like it. I didn't think it was that good. You know, it's just something comes to mind. And, and it's yeah. like that, that like receiving the creativity and like popping it out, you know, like that is part of the process and getting better at like that part, because I'm like really good at receiving. I'm not always so great at the output the things you know, like I have a lot of ideas and I think I just need a team of people to delegate to while I'm doing my other things. <laughs> like, okay, all right, you do this. I want it to look like that. All right, great. Like, I'm gonna be like a prissy and <laughs> like, have other people do my dirty work for me.
0: <laughs> so uh, some people- well, I think we, we could probably chat another hour the rate that we're going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I want to, so I have a question that's been running through my mind. So I, um, okay. So you, you do these, uh, Instagram videos Mm -hmm. of you doing exercise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, like you're smiling. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm smiling. (laughs) And I'm just like, what the hell is wrong with this woman?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I should get pleasure out of that.
0: (laughs) No, no, not really. I don't say that. I'm just, I'm, I'm being funny. Um, but, but, um, it is, it is a question like, cause you seem to really enjoy it. And that's something else earlier you were talking like, what kind of like you, the thing that you said is that the best time to take care of yourself is when you're healthy, mm-hmm. which is, I totally agree with you. Um, and I'm not the best at taking care of my health. I, I do little things. And I'm always telling myself, I should do better, I should do this. And I don't appreciate what I already do. Yeah. So and right now, that's exactly what I'm you know, I'm looking towards. And like you said, there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, you know, and if you listen to everybody, you know, I should be eating, you know, five bags of five pound carrots every day. Uh, I'm exactly I'm just making shit up because <laughs> it's
1: out there somewhere. <laughs>
0: it's probably It's that. kind of Like, you got to eat about five bags of Five bags of vegetable, and then you gotta have this shake. You have to have twenty-four of that shake, and then you have. I mean, it's kind of like there's just way too much information, and it's also a subject that is very um, um, sensitive for me because I've been bullied and laughed at, and you know, like that subject is not a subject that I like to talk about. So I kind of like just keep keep it to myself, and I look at my own stuff and and I kind of like it I mean I'm starting it's opening up for me like in the past few months it's been opening up um but I wanted to to ask you first of all what would you tell somebody that is not necessarily in bad health but um needs a tune-up I'm just saying that and 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 what makes you smile when you exercise like there must be something in the background like it's not faked like I can see it's not faked
1: yeah so I think I'll answer the smile question first um I never really had a fitness routine right I just worked three jobs before (laughs) like I was just I was just burning calories because I worked so much right and I worked a lot and then I got like a desk job. And I honestly didn't like, it was, a, it was not a full-time desk job. It was like in between both, right? And um, I was like in the clinic, but way more at the desk. It was like 40% desk time or 30% desk time. And it was a really high stress job. And I ate donuts every day because I actually just fantasized that I wanted to be the barista. <laughs> Like, I was like, I want to leave. I used to be a bartender and I was just like, I don't even know why I became a nurse. This is so stressful. I'd rather just eat this donut and sell coffee to people, (laughs) you know, like just that little like voice in your head that you can make up sometimes. right? So, so I gained like, hmm, I don't know, I can't even remember, but like 50, 60 pounds, something like that in a very short period of time from being stressed. And eating a donut every day, pretty much, or eating cafeteria food, or eating a Snickers because I was in a hurry, and my, I was in such a state of that that like I just rinsed, repeat, rinsed, repeat that habit for a few years. Like I want to say at least two or three years, and then I start, you know, I started feeling sick. I was very fatigued. I didn't have enough energy. I was starting to get to a point where I was like babe will you go upstairs and get my phone charger like I don't want to I'm too tired (laughs) like you know and I just didn't I got fed up with that like I didn't I didn't want to feel that way anymore right and I too don't like dieting um for that reason right like it's just it's just like never been something sustainable it's always short-lived and it comes from a place of scarcity um we like it's never lifestyle sustainable right so um I come from like I get more of the good and so I think why I smile is because like I finally found something for myself I finally found a routine that I like for myself and that's because I gave myself permission to show up in whatever form I was willing to show up that day I stopped making it like, I'm going to work out Monday and Wednesday and Thursday. I actually just do 30 minutes of body movement a day. I promise that to myself. And I allow that 30 minutes to be what feels right for me that day. You know, so, um, I do a lot of like workout videos. I like, I don't, I've never liked the gym, you know? So, um, and I'll walk with my dog or go for a little jog. I don't even like running. It just feels good to run sometimes, but I'm not not—I'm not like a runner, you know? So I just kind of do what feels good to me. Sometimes I just want to dance. And then that started bringing the joy back into it because it's not to like change the shape of my body, yet moving 30 minutes a day did change the shape of my body, you know? Mm. But it's never really like the actual reason for showing up. Um, it was because I wanted to not feel like shit anymore. (laughs) So, so that was actually the biggest motivating factor. I, I, I wanted to feel better. And it took a while for like my digestive system and stuff like that to like, you know, get back on track. And now I actually desire those foods. It's not even effort anymore. It's like what comes to mind. It's what feels good. And when I do, you know, I eat pizza, I eat whatever, but if I do it too many days in a row, I'll start to feel it again I'll be like oh there's that gross feeling that I don't like anymore so it's just so natural for me to um, veer away from it and it's not coming from a headspace of like I can't have or I shouldn't have it's coming from a space of like loving and caring for the only body that I'm gonna have mm. in my life that's that's really what it is it's like um, coming from a place like honoring myself and turning off what other people are saying about it because I just think eating is so natural we're like born to eat like why did we make it a science you know Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. yeah. so it's yeah and 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 just starting where you're at you know so it might be like oh I don't like it today <laughs> And yeah. sometimes it pops in my head and I just do it anyways and then I am like, oh, fuck, I feel great now. I did it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, mm-hmm. if, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, how, mm-hmm. how would they do that?
1: Yeah, so you can either email me at leaninyourvision at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram. And that's uh, Crip Crunch. And uh, yeah, that's... I'm getting a website together it's taken a while but to be a due, to be <laughs> announced coming soon
0: continue. yeah it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh I forget how how they say it in construction website yes construction. <laughs> fantastic
1: I love it All right. well
0: thank you so much it was great to have you I'm mm-hmm. very happy my dog's very happy to see you too because she's like just like taking the whole room I know she's so <laughs> sweet. <laughs> So thank you for, for, for coming and, and, um, joining me and accepting my invitation. It was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, you got the goods, you got, you know, the thinking, I like it. I like it. So I hope that people give you a call and.
1: Yeah. I love, I love working with people and I really love helping people see that it's already in them, you know? Um, and, and really giving themselves permission to reinvent the wheel for themselves, reinvent the wellness wheel for yourself. <laughs> you know, that's what I like. Cause it's actually going to be something sustainable. Cause I come from you, you know,
0: cool. so. well, yeah. people go follow Amy, follow me, coach Jasmine and like my YouTube channel and follow me everywhere that needs to be followed <laughs> hope that today has inspired you and that now you're you're ready to dream it dare it and do it so yeah thank you everyone see you next time